This is a special edition of the Law Enforcement Today Show, broadcasting from Washington, D.C. at the Federation for American Immigration Reform's annual Hold Their Feet to the Fire Radio Row event. I'm one of about 70 radio shows here, and we're doing it from the top floor overlooking the U.S. Capitol building outdoors, so you hear background noise, you hear traffic noise, you hear lots of people in the background, and we are here talking about the American immigration crisis, the border crisis, how people are impacted by it, so enjoy the special episode of the Law Enforcement Today Show. Welcome to the Law Enforcement Today radio show. I'm your host. My name's John J. Wiley. In addition to being a radio broadcaster, I'm a retired police sergeant. For the latest news articles and much more, check out our website, letradioshow.com. In the Law Enforcement Today show, we'll be joined by special guests. We'll be talking about their experiences and issues affecting law enforcement officers, first responders, their families, their community, and victims of horrendous crimes. Be sure to like us on Facebook. Our page is Law Enforcement Today Radio Show. Check out the daily articles on our website, letradioshow.com. And while you're there, download our free app. What do you get when you combine social audio with social media all in one free app? It's called Breakout. Get it at letbreak.com. There's a free version for your iPhone and Android devices. Be sure to follow John J. Wiley of the Law Enforcement Today radio show and podcast. Use a profile at LET Radio Show. Get it for free at letbreak.com or at the App Store and Google Play. This is a very special edition of the Law Enforcement Today radio show and podcast. We are broadcasting from North Capitol Street on the top floor overlooking the United States Capitol building. And it's for the annual Federation of American Immigration Forum Feet to the Fire radio event. And I am thrilled to have special guest Tom Homan with me. Tom, you see him all over Fox News. You see him everywhere. Uh, now we get to actually talk. I've seen you the last couple of years, and I'm like, i got to get this guy on. So thanks for taking time out of your busy day to spend some time with me. Oh, no problem. I appreciate it. Appreciate the time. For the interviews you do on Fox and the different national outlets you do, they're quick hitters. We don't get the really chance to get to know you. We don't know your background. A lot of people, I, I know a little bit of your background. Tell us a little bit about where you come from so people know you're an expert of what you're talking about. Look, I grew up in a small town upstate New York around the Canadian border. I, I started as a police officer in New York, and then I joined the Border Patrol in 1984. And I climbed the ladder. I, I hit every run through my 35-year career. I, was, I became the first ICE director that actually came up through the ranks. So I went from police officer to Border Patrol agent to special agent, then supervisory special agent, assistant director, to, and I went all the way up to be the first director of ICE that actually came up through the ranks. So I've been enforcing immigration law for almost 35 years. And you came from the Canadian border town in New York. Whereabouts was that? Up uh, Watertown, New York, Fort gotcha. Drum. Yeah, my daughters live in Buffalo, South Buffalo. Right. So, you know, I got to tell you, Tom, when I've traveled into Canada a couple of times visiting them, I always get all perplexed. What do you got to declare? I don't know. I, I don't know this. So I live in Florida. I'm a retired cop, and we deal with things at a different level than what we hear in the news media. One of the biggest issues I have, and I, I want to know your frustration level, is the southern border has been an issue for a very long time, as long as I can remember. But I'm so sick and tired of politicians lying to me that they act like there's nothing going on and we shouldn't be concerned. And if you are concerned, you're some sort of fascist or racist. Well, let me say, I worked for President Trump when I was ICE director. And the fact is, we created the most secure border in my lifetime. Illegal immigration was down 83%, 40-year low. Joe, and I worked for six presidents, starting with Ronald Reagan. 
every president I worked for, border security was important. Some did more than others. Obama and Clinton didn't do as much as Trump, nowhere near, but they all knew that you can't have national security on border security. Joe Biden's the first president in the history of this nation that came into office and unsecured a border. I mean, who the does that? Yeah. So when you unsecure a border, it's just not about illegal immigration now. It's about public safety. It's about public health. It's about known suspected terrorists that can come across the border. They got over 900,000 gotaways since Joe Biden became president. Who are they? We don't know. We got them on film because they tripped a sensor or, or tripped a, a drone. So we know they came in. Border Patrol couldn't respond. Who are they? They didn't want to be caught. They didn't want to claim asylum. So that should scare every American. I don't care what your opinion is on illegal immigration, that what they caused on the border, this crisis, has overwhelmed the Border Patrol. So up to 70% of agents are no longer on patrol. They're changing diapers. They're making baby formula. They're making hospital runs. With 70% of the Border Patrol off the line, God knows what's coming across that border. We all know a record amount of fentanyl is coming across. Right. How many non-inspected terrorists? How many MS-13 gang members? How many gang members? How many criminals? Well, I read a report the other day. They say an estimated 300 people a day die in the United States due to fentanyl. And it's all coming across the southern border. And I'm not an expert like you, but the cartels control everything that comes across that border, from human beings to narcotics to weapons. Well, look, the criminal cartels of Mexico control our southern border. They have operational control. We don't. I've talked to several chief patrol agents in their sectors, and they've, they've admitted the Border Patrol has lost operational control of our border. Uh, and, and one chief patrol agent even used the term broken arrow. He said, Tom, I can't contain what's coming across the border, not even close. So the criminal cartels, when you see these big family groups, these big groups of 100, 200 coming across, they don't come at, you know, they come at a specified time, a specified place. That was given to them by the cartels. The cartels right. tell them where to cross and when to cross. Why? Because they know the Border Patrol will seize on that. They'll send resources to deal with those 200. And when they send the resource from other parts of the border, the cartels monitor that. And that's when they move the drugs and the bad guys to unprotected parts of the border because they overwhelmed them in another area. Why is it, and I, I know it's a rhetorical question, why is it that so many of the media are not talking about this? It's so polarized. It's either a huge issue or no issue at all. It's, it's ridiculous that you're still covering for the administration. That's why I think, look, that's why events like this, like, you know, Fox talks about it. Radio shows like yours talk about it. And thank God for that. But look, the, the, that's why DeSantis and Abbott were really wise. When they started transporting these people to sanctuary cities, now even Democrat mayors and Democrat governors are speaking about it which they made this a national conversation once again right before the midterms like important so the administration can't keep hiding that there's no crisis at the border they can say it Kamala Harris said it the other day keep saying it but when this when when they put this front and center this past couple weeks more people are opening their eyes saying what the going on so I thought I thought it was a good move my my wife fell at a big box store and she's had to have multiple surgeries and we have gone through a year of filing lawsuits against this American corporation. The incident in Miami or Florida with Martha's Vineyard, they were had a, a class action lawsuit within days. You can't tell me that wasn't staged or wasn't pre-prepared. Well, look, as the ICE director, I can tell you I've been sued numerous times, both in my professional capacity and my personal capacity. I still got lost. I've been out three years. I still got lawsuits pending against me for what I did as the ICE director. Look, and these pro, these, they call themselves pro bono. There's no pro bono. You know, they're looking for a quick sellout because they know the government will, will sell out of court in most cases. Right. I won't. 
Right. When I was ICE director, we get people from us all the time and said, if we didn't do anything wrong, we're not settling out of court. I got a thousand attorneys on my staff, litigate. That's what you're paid to do, litigate. So it, it is. It, it just It's all about money. It's, it's money, money, money. And it's just disgusting that anybody will sell this country out, they're our sovereignty, to make a buck. It's never ending. And I know you're not a politician. And I'll be honest with you, I really can't stand the double talk of politicians on either side. So what's the solution? How do we solve this problem? Turn the Trump policy back on that were successful. I did this for 35 years. I, I, no one did more to secure our border, border than President Trump. So it's, it's, it won't be hard. Turn the policies back on. We, we it, Hard work was creating them and implementing them. President, you know, put those policies back. The remain in Mexico is a game changer. Yeah. And we got to have policies that can remain in Mexico, Title 42, Third Safe Country Agreements, because they're a Band-Aid because Congress refuses to pass meaningful legislation to secure the border. So the long fix is Congress actually passed legislation to secure the border, which they have failed to do. Uh, I, you know, I wake up every day upset what's going on this border after we had such success under the Trump administration. So I actually hope... Well, I, I, had, I had dinner with President Trump two months ago in Las Vegas, and I told him if he come back, I'll come back, and we'll put the policy back in place and secure this border. So I, 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 so I hope every night he comes back. Tom, I appreciate your service, and I really appreciate you being a guest on Law Enforcement Today's show. Very quickly, how can people find out more about you and what you're up to today? Actually, right now, I wrote a book about Defend the Border, Save Lives, and they're, they're doing a documentary on it, so they can go to defendtheborder.org. DefendTheBorder.org is something that President Trump's supporting, and we're having an event in Mar-a-Lago next month. They should look it up. Awesome. DefendTheBorder.org. Tom, thanks so much. Appreciate it. I'd like to thank our guests so much for coming on the Law Enforcement Today radio show. The Law Enforcement Today radio show is a nationally syndicated radio show broadcast on numerous stations once a week and growing. If you enjoyed the podcast version of the show, please do me a big favor. Tell a friend. I'll be back in just a couple days with a brand new episode of the Law Enforcement Today radio show and podcast. Until then, this is John J. Wiley. See ya.